Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and without me today is Mike Hampton. Mike is going to be doing some fun stuff this weekend, so he won't be here on this week's episode, uh, which is pretty funny because it's our Halloween episode. So you're just going to hear me ramble for a little bit by myself, and then I will get on to introducing our guests. So yeah, we it's Halloween, and what better way before you go out there and go trick-or-treating you know before you do anything other spooky stuff you gotta get ready to what to raise hell that's right raise energy by rep sports uh as of course it has their limited edition flavor that we talked about called franken sour it is the last week to get that flavor so get out there go get it go to reppsports.com and use promo code all overcase uncle dad talks for 25 percent off and then once you're done doing all your crazy stuff, trick-or-treating, raising some hell, having too much fun, you need to wind down. In order to wind down correctly, you got to use our next sponsor, Cloudy. Cloudy is the organically made, uh, plant-based, breathable uh, air diffuser that you basically breathe in melatonin and some other great stuff that allows you to get the best rest you've ever gotten in your life. And truthfully, it does work very well. I use it all the time. I, I absolutely love Love, love, love Cloudy. So go to trycloudy.com. Use promo code Uncle Dad Talks, all lowercase, to get 25% off any of your purchases. Now, it's the spooky season, of course. And as it comes to an end, we have the holiday right next to it. Now, some people would say that's probably the real spooky season because let's be honest, a lot of people don't like the holidays. So I just wanted to kind of say happy Halloween, everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, get ready for a busy holiday because it's going to be the first real holiday since since COVID has started. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully this time, me and Mike won't miss a lot of time. Because last year, if you remember, we ended up missing like three, four weeks because unfortunately, Mike and myself had contracted COVID. So get vaccinated. It's very serious. Um, yeah, so today's guest is a couple of folks from the Bay Area Ghost Hunters. Now, I've always wanted to have a ghost hunting group on the show uh, specifically with Mike to talk about it and all the energy it brings and whatnot, but that's okay. Mike's not here. He's here in spirit, no pun intended. And uh, essentially what we're going to do is just sit down with them, talk about their experiences with, you know, the paranormal, uh, the, the extraordinary, the unusual, and hopefully get some good stories from the San Jose. So we're based out of the San Jose Bay area. So Hopefully some cool local fables we could talk about. Uh, we're going to have uh, a medium on as well. So it's going to be quite the experience for, for Uncle Dad Talks today. So uh, hang out, get your light, your light your magic candle, say your prayers, whatever you got to do. And we'll be right back after this break. Hey, how's it going? My name is Tion Buku One. I'm a skateboarding, graffiti writing, bowling son of a Black Panther. And I'm Yula. <laughs> and we are the co-hosts of the Black Russian Podcast. Our podcast is a deep dive into relationships from monogamy, non-monogamy, open, poly, and whatever other labels that us wacky humans come up with. Let's go beyond the assumptions, beyond the stigmas, stereotypes, and most definitely beyond the judgment. We share our highs, lows, face plans, and triumphs of trying to love in ways that fit us individually while we continue our journey through life together. With topics like yuck and yums, polytrendy, how does it really feel, and tour life, tour wife, we discuss how to build and define relationships that are tailor-made for you. Let's talk about it. Let's be honest. All from a soulful perspective. So now let's be clear, <laughs> let's we don't advocate clear. any one relationship style over the other. Nah. We advocate any and all relationships that encourage truth, honesty, and the freedom to do it how you do it. Deconstruct, decolonize, and rebuild in your own way with a Black Russian podcast. Sure. Available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone, Uncle Dad is back, and I'm with my very lovely guests, the, 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 the amazing, brave people, some people might say, behind the Bay Area Ghost Hunters. Uh, say hello to Madeline and Adrian. Hello. How are you guys? Hi. How are you doing? We are great. Thank you so much for having us. 
Yeah, it's exciting. Unfortunately, my I usually have a co-host. My co-host is not here, and, but we're very both big into the world of paranormal ideas. And I guess, depending on who you speak to, realities, right? I know, I know there's always that question of what if it's real or not, but I know we'll dive into that later in this conversation. But before we get into that, uh, Adrian, we'll start with you. Uh, what is your role with the Bay Area Ghost Hunters? Well, I actually took over the group in 2008, October of 2008, um, when it was on, well, it's still on, it's on meetup.com, and the organizer stepped down, and nobody else was stepping up to to take it, so I just figured, well, gosh, there's like 200 people that share my common interest, over 200, I, and I kind of hate to see them all go away so I I pe- took over and um I'm actually still running it ever since I mean wow. it's just a little social group on meetup.com that and it now has um close to 1900 people wow. in the group so that's that's incredible yeah well there we've got over 30 400 followers on our Facebook page and now we've got a next door group which has uh, I think it's coming up to 800 people so wow. um, there is definitely an interest in this subject uh, absolutely and then uh, Madeline same for you um, yes, I just joined the group a couple years ago, and um, but because of my interest in ghosts and um, and my uh, empathic and intuitive abilities, you know, so we have a lot in common around that. Um, so I just I, I love everything that has to do with ghosts. So I, I love that something so like if you will spooky, right? Um, it, depending on how you look at it. Uh, brings so many people together, right? Like a, a, an interest of that brings people together to, to be united and do something and learn more about it and understand things. I just think that's so exciting. So thank you guys for doing that. And uh, maybe one day I would join, but uh, I gotta be honest with you, I'm always nervous to join stuff like that. <laughs> just cause I'm like, I, would, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being uh, silly here, but I always get nervous that something bad's gonna happen to me. <laughs> Nothing bad. Well, actually- we, we we do more than investigations. We are actually more of a social group and we like to get together and meet at haunted places and nice. listen to the stories and the experiences of the people who, who live or work there. Um, it's actually kind of fun. Um, investigations, well, we do all kinds of things from like book signings with authors on the topic to to going to movies, to, well, general socializing, to, um, well, well, investigations. Yeah, we do that too. Um, right now, we're actually working with the WesterCon 74 group to bring paranormal programming to a science fiction convention oh. or a paranormal track. I figure... You know, there's an awful lot of overlap between science fiction fans and paranormal buffs. So, absolutely. Um, and it's being held in Tonopah, Nevada. That'll be a road trip for anybody that wants to participate. Um, and I think we'll have a lot of fun there. Um, we're doing panels, uh, we'll have a table there. We're planning an investigation of the Mizpah Hotel. It's also the same town that has the world-famous Clown Hotel. Oh, yes. Um, and we're talking, uh, Janice Oberding is going to be there. She's a, a big researcher of the ghost folklore of Nevada. She's actually written the book on ghosts of Tonopah and Goldfield or whatever and um the and and actually madeline's going to be there you know she doesn't call herself a medium but she actually can see <laughs> and talk to ghosts so and i don't def- know if that's a medium i don't know what is 
we definitely will dive into that because she was kind of talking to me about that too and i'm very fascinated about that but before we get into that i am curious how does a social group like this stay together during the time of covid how do you are you able to still do your guys's you know investigations your your paranormal i guess discussions uh, can you still do that via covid We've had some Zoom meetups, not very many. I'll have to admit the pandemic has slowed us down a bit. Um, we're actually still up in the air with WesterCon, how that's going to work out. I mean, that isn't until July of next year, but we don't know if pandemic res restrictions will have to be observed or how closely they'll have to be observed at that time. So we haven't posted there yeah i'm a, the pandemic did slow us down and we haven't really had a lot of activity since shutdown had occurred but we're revving back up again um i'm actually looking now into planning our holiday meetup which we have fun with raffling off door prizes when we do that awesome but finding finding the venue I mean, we were going to the Hayes Mansion there for a few years, but I'm putting phone calls through to see if the Hayes Mansion has opened up their restaurant yet. So that's that's so that's so exciting and interesting, like how you know this pandemic. You know, it's 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 not that it's. I don't want to say that it's uh, terrifying in its own right, but it, I think it is right. And it's interesting that you know we have this group that that. So basically what I'm trying to get at, I'm sorry, I'm just, my thoughts are all over the place because there's so many things I'm thinking about right now. So uh, it's, it's exciting to know that just the passion of what you guys believe is still there, even despite having such a huge, you know, wall in the way of everything. So I think that's very just wonderful. And, and Madeline, I'm curious, how has it affected, you know, you and actually, if you just want to tell us more what you do as well, that'd be great. Um, so um, I'm a spiritual healer and a spiritual teacher. Um, my company is actually called Saving Grace Healing Services. And um, so I do many things. I'm um, an advanced Reiki healer. But as far as the paranormal is concerned, um, I stepped into my ability with respect to ghosts um, in 2012. Okay. Um, I didn't realize I had the ability until um, a very significant event happened in my life. And then it just kind of opened Pandora's box, as it were. And suddenly I realized that I had the ability to see them, hear them, communicate with them um, and, and help them. Um, and so that was really fun for me. Awesome. And then when, when did you decide to, to join, uh, be part of the group? What was that again? I'm sorry. You had mentioned that, I believe. Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago. Okay. You know, I lose track of time so easily. Uh, I, you know, I it, it because I had this ability. So now I wanted to be around other people who found it fascinating. Um, yeah. And I also, I'm an educator because I am a teacher, a spiritual teacher as well. So I I joined the group because I want to go and see what other people are seeing and interact and and just kind of see how they're viewing this experience. And, and then just to see if I can help, you know, whether I'm helping the ghosts or I'm helping people, you know, um, in the community to see them through different light um, or just, or just to see how people react and if there's anything I could do to help. Gotcha. When you said you do spiritual teaching and stuff, um, how has that been during the pandemic? Has that been? Oh, I love it. I yeah. mean, no, not that <laughs> pandemic is a good no, thing, no, right? No, <laughs> But um, what it did was I used to teach in person and it opened up, you know, Zoom, you know, opened up that, you know, that I could teach to anybody anywhere on the planet. Um, and so that really helped my business um, move forward dramatically because mm -hmm. now everybody could just come into my classes from home and I'm like, you're doing a live session today. That's how I do my classes as well. Um, and people didn't have to drive you know, and then, you know, and then drive home afterwards because right. I would have all my classes either in the evenings or on the weekends. And so people were just so happy that they could, you know, come to the classes from their living room and still receive the same quality of education that they did when they were coming in person. 
Oh, that's that's wonderful. I, I, it's funny how something so horrible has allowed us to be even closer in some respects, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, in some respects, you, you know, you just it opens you up to, you know, the, the whole mother's is the necessity of invention or whatever it is, and so yeah. um, it just it just kind of opened it up to there is more than one way to do this. Right. Um, right. And and so once COVID is over, I'd very much like to go back to being in person, but I also have this. Yes. So, so it's just, it just opens up a whole new world, basically. That's awesome. Um, So Adrian, uh, I am curious, what is your overall perspective on ghosts um, or spirits? Is spirits the words I should use, right? Um, I use them all interchangeably. There's all kinds of terms, astrals, phantoms, I, I guess uh, Madeline could come up with a few more, uh, but my perspective on ghosts, yes, well, I do believe there's something there, and I, I've actually always been fascinated in how they correlate with history, mm-hmm. and when you're actually studying parapsychology, which is like the study of beyond regular psychology, um, they the one of the things that does play a part i guess there are like four major factors the personal experience the history of um the psychic awareness and um well if you're going to study yeah the electronic captures but you've got to figure the capture of electronic evidence is a fairly recent phenomenon Mm -hmm. um there's been stuff going on for years. I mean, gosh, back in the 19th, late 19th century, the spiritualist movement was really big and um, loaded and with a a lot of uh, charlatans too. So, and that is not to say that there aren't charlatans today either, but um, I I know um, one parapsychologist Lloyd Auerbach, he's also a member of our group. He said that uh, that kind of disturbed him watching the television shows is the emphasis on the negative um, because that's what drives up ratings. But a lot and a lot of people want to see the negative stories, but they they really aren't all that negative. So. Gosh, I think I lost my, my train of thought. What no, you're your fine. Question? You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally fine. Um, Matt, Madeline, what is your perspective on ghosts? Um, so I see ghosts as just people that have, um, you know, left their physical being. Okay. They're people and they still have the same emotions and they still have the same wants and desires. And they're just don't understand what happened, you know, um, either they got killed in a trauma of some sort or something happened where they were unable to cross over. And so now they're kind of trapped in this other realm and they just don't know what to do and they're confused and they just seek help. And, you know, and so when people come into their environment and they're disrespectful because they're just barging right in, which most people do, they don't stop and ask for permission to come into their home. You know, they get angry and they get frustrated because there are all these people coming into my home and they want to interact with me, but nobody's asking if I need any help, you know, and, um, and so it's very one-sided and, and so normally when I bump into a ghost or, you know, I go to a haunted house, the first thing I do is I reach out with my energy and I say, um, you know, I'm here. May I have permission to come in? You know, and I just, I'm respectful. Like I would want somebody to be respectful if they were coming into my home. And I usually let them know right out of the gate that I'm here to help. I am here to interact with you, but I'm also here to help. So if there's anything I can do, please let me know. Um, And so they are, they just kind of, then they're just right in front of me. You know, they just immediately show up and they're so happy to see me. And they're like, oh, and sometimes they're like, yes, please get me out of here. And other times they're like, nope, I don't need any help. I'm here. I can't, I, I want to understand what happened in the first, in the last moments of my death. So I'm still working on it, you know, so I'm here. That's fine. Just leave me alone. 
I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, I got it. <laughs> Moving right along. Right. So I, I see them a little differently. I just see them as people who have, you well, know, lost their physical being. So physical. Exactly. Yeah. I know how I define it when I do my ghost walks is that ghosts are, well, when we're born, we're born with spirit. When we die, our spirit leaves our body. And if all goes accordingly, then you see a white light, you go through it, and then you start processing it for the next round uh, for your next life. Yes, it's reincarnation's a part of it. However, if things go wrong, they're held back to the earthly plane for some reason. Um, sometimes they they have a, a message that that they want to deliver some unfinished business. Sometimes they don't realize they're dead, and sometimes they don't want to leave because they know what karma they're going to be facing once they go through that white light. So um, yeah, that's basically my definition of uh what a ghost is i i think it's it's fascinating that you know we i think as humans we we always say oh a ghost is this or a ghost is that i like that you both have that perspective that it's not evil or 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 demonic or whatever you want to say right i, I mean obviously we get that from film and you know and tv and whatnot but uh, in your guys' experiences, and I guess uh, Adrian, we'll start with you. Adrian, we'll start with you. Um, have you encountered the the I guess the stereotypical spirit, the 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 evil ghost, if you will? Um, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I mean, let's face it; they were people. I'm sure there are a few bad ones out there. Sure, you've got to have that balance. If there's good ghosts out there, there's going to be bad ghosts out there. Um, they're just people. And, um, I know one of the things too, it's like, if you've got one that's angry for whatever reason, sometimes a lot of the times it could be very well justified. Anger could also come off as malevolence, but that doesn't necessarily mean it is malevolent. They, they just need some kind of something to some justice to pacify their anger and uh i don't know maybe you've seen a few madeline on the dark side um you know i have not i i i did um only once did okay. i forget to ask for permission because i had gone with a group and um and it was just there was a lot of going on and i actually went to the now what is the REI in Sunnyvale, which used to be the Toys R Us, that's yes. it. And uh, uh -huh. a, a friend of mine was giving a, a ghost tour there and you know, uh, in the parking lot, because that ghost realm actually goes out into the parking lot. Most people don't realize that. And, um, and I had forgotten mm. to ask for permission. So I took three steps into his realm and like the hair on the back of my head went up and I started kind of getting really a lot of anxiety coming through me and my heart, I'm like, what is this, you know? And it was like a little voice in my head went, did you forget to ask something? And I'm like, oh. and so I immediately ran out, you know, and I turned around and I got right to the edge of his realm. And then I said, do I have permission to come in? I'm asking for permission to come in. And then I got a yes and I went in and suddenly everything was calm and, you know, but yeah, you know, when I, that few moments when I went in and I didn't ask for permission, it was like, you know, suddenly I just was filled with anxiety and stress and, you know, like I should be concerned about something here because there's a problem. Um, so that was about as close as I got to anything that was, kind of distressful gotcha. uh, with the coast. Gotcha. Yanni Johnson has actually been around that building for, well, centuries. Yeah. Uh, can you, did you get any indications of how accurate the folklore is on that? I don't know what the folklore uh, is. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. I guess I should, should uh, qualify that. Um, 
that the uh, old Toys R Us store in Sunnyvale is actually not too far from where the old Murphy house was in Sunnyvale. If you aren't familiar with the Murphys, they were an Irish family that settled there. Their house, their their home was actually located at Olive and Murphy. Um, it has since burned down, but the rumors are that that house was incredibly haunted before it burned down. I'm sure the ghosts, whatever ghosts were there at the time, must be running around the area. However, um, they had one one uh, farmhand or something that helped them out, and the legend is that he was chopping wood around the area where the old uh, Sunnyvale Toys R Us, or now it's an REI, is located, and he accidentally chopped himself in the leg and bled to death before anybody could get there to help him. I, there's also other facts I've heard about him that, that uh, he had a crush on one of the Murphy girls. Um, to, and, uh, and by the way, the original name of Sunnyvale was Murphy Station. So this, this mm-hmm. was a pretty prominent family. <laughs> I guess the poor, poor boy didn't have a chance with this girl. But uh, anyway, he had a crush on her. And another, another, um, another trait in the legend was that he was actually kind of simple-minded too. I don't know. I don't know if any of this is true. This is all just the folklore of the story. Well, all I can say is that when I interact with him, he's definitely not simple-minded. Okay. Okay. So, um, so he's, he's very, he's, you know, once I asked for permission and, and kind of, and he was then suddenly standing next to me and all that, he, he just was very friendly. He was like, welcome, you know, I'm here. I mean, we didn't have a long and involved conversation, but he didn't, he had a big smile on his face. And I think he was just so happy that somebody asked for permission because <laughs> he's like, everybody keeps trampling through my, you know, um, he's a, he doesn't always see us, but sometimes, you know, the energies, you know, do overlap, which is why things start flying through the building. Um, and cause he'll just suddenly see a box, you know, because his world is about four or five feet higher than ours because over the years people you know have moved the dirt and so his realm sits about four or five feet above our realm so when he does perceive us he kind of sees like he's looking down at us you know so a lot of times you know when they have boxes on the second floor of the building he might perceive those and you know in the previous um toys r us that's where they used to store all the you know, all the inventory was up at the top. And so suddenly he'd see a box yeah. and go, what's that? And he'd, you know, throw it over there, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden it's flying that's, across the, flying across the that's room. Exa- that's exactly a story I heard when I was working there back in 1981. So yeah, um, I, I remember a couple of the, the guys that, uh, I guess when we got a call for a big ticket item, they went up to get it and then they saw, uh, a flat box suddenly suddenly get get thrown off to the side and uh, they came running down the <laughs> stairs awfully fast yeah that was when uh, the the uh, store was remodeled since then so um but that south side of the building was where they had the women's room where they said somebody kept playing with the, the plumbing there and um well whatever <laughs> and, there are lots and, of stories we yeah I, I i am so the one that i'm always aware of for this toys r us uh and again this is in sunnyvale california so okay i, I was always told that a kid had died inside the toys r us is that true that's not the story i heard no okay. it was it was young his name was well we would say johnny johnson but i guess if he comes from scandinavia it would be pronounced yanni or yanni johnson um sort of like scarlett johansson you know yeah right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that would probably be the pronunciation from her heritage uh but uh 
No, it, it was Johnny, Johnny, and uh, he, like I said, he was a farmhand for the Murphys, and they were a pretty influential family there in the area, and uh, Sunnyvale grew up around they uh, the train station that they allowed to be built on their property, so it was a thoroughfare between San Francisco and um, San Jose. And it was called Murphy Station. Gotcha. And it eventually went to be called another name. And then they realized, oh, no, we already have another city in San Jose, in California by that name. So it became Sunnyvale. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I see the story that I've always heard was something about there was a kid, I guess, uh, in the bike section. And you know how back in the day you would stack all the bikes in those little like holders? And apparently the bike fell and killed the kid. Uh, that's that's the story. I, I, so I'm not, so uh, full disclaimer, I'm actually not from the Bay Area. I'm originally from the uh, Central Valley. And I moved here about four or five years ago. And so since I've lived here in San Jose, that is a story I've heard from tons of people. So I'm just curious. It sounds like you guys haven't heard that story. Uh, I just, I'm just yeah it's it's a that's i was always like that story is true it's terrifying first off because it's like you know but well interestingly enough he must really like bicycles because the bicycle section of rei is exactly the same place <laughs> wow interesting oh, yeah it's yeah, on so, they have, go ahead sorry um when i was working there it was in the middle of the store and they had them they had them displayed in like two stories mm -hmm. And I don't, I can't remember now if they had it hanging. They must have had, had one hanging from the ceiling because during the Christmas season, one of the, the wheels just started spinning like crazy. And what I found interesting is that it was in the middle of the Christmas season when we had loads of witnesses there to see this bike just suddenly go nuts. And um, usually, I mean, past experiences they ghosts usually don't like being in crowded areas but i i'm sure there's always exceptions sure yeah um so you know talking about the bay area uh and madeline we'll, we'll go to the, you first what are what are some of the the tales you've heard of the bay area oh my god okay. um <laughs> so Whoa. <laughs> Obviously, the biggest one. There's two really famous ones in the Bay Area that you know that I would think the whole world would be familiar with. And the first one is the Winchester Mystery House. Sure, sure, and but that goes without saying, right? <laughs> and of course, the second one is Alcatraz. Um, yes. And so those would be, to me, you know, if I'm looking globally, um, those would be the two most famous ones. I think Adrian probably knows many 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 more um than i do oh yeah um, because to me i mean i mean so many people have died everywhere that yeah. they're everywhere you know so but if you're looking for famous places um adrian's probably a better person to ask um but those are the ones i'm familiar with primarily well those two there's also the brookdale lodge there's the moss beach distillery Yes. If you want to start getting into hotels, it's like practically every hotel in, in San Francisco has stories to tell. I know the St. Clair in San Jose has loads of uh, ghosts. And actually, even the Fairmont, which is still a relatively new hotel, has had a few little anecdotes of its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Fairmont was actually built right over the original uh chinatown that that uh, san jose had back really in late late 19th century um so yeah that's why history comes into play you know where there's history there's usually ghosts and that section around san pedro square in the heart of downtown san jose is um they're they're all over the place there i i know madeline you took my tour with me so i did i totally um, know yeah i i forgot <laughs> i just um, I, 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 go ahead. I, re I remember talking about that old post office on first yeah. street which is across the street from st james park yeah yeah um the the uh 
officially they will not discuss the hauntings there, but um, unofficially, if you can get one of the employees that works there off to the side, they could tell you tons of stuff happens in the basement there. And um, that that area, well, of course, St. James Park, come on. <laughs> that was where we had we had um we had a lynching there in 1933 oh no really i never heard of that yeah it's kind of it 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 is kind of (laughs) that that's one of the things my uh my ghost walk focuses on we get into the story of that lynching um a couple of fellows went and uh kidnapped the heir apparent of hearts department store which was a very good and popular department store that was located at uh, market and santa clara street the glass house building is there now okay um anyway they went and kidnapped the heir apparent of that store and they they tried to hold him for ransom and then it was later discovered that they probably murdered him within like two or three hours of abducting him as he left work that evening and uh actually what had happened no they they uh, gave him cement cement shoes and and tossed them over the san mateo bridge his remains were eventually found but they said there was also evidence that when they tossed him over the bridge that he was still alive and struggling to save himself and and couldn't it, it's actually kind of sad he was only 22 years old he had so much to live for and um he had just graduated from uh college at santa clara university and i guess the rumors are that they started talking the necktie having a necktie party uh amongst his friends who were still attending they wanted to have a necktie party and when they captured these two fellows and brought them into the San Jose jail which was right behind the old courthouse there which is um, across the street from St. James Park at the time the old post office was being built there they would they used materials that they were going for the construction of the, that new post office to ram that that um, the door of the jail to go up and these two perpetrators, alleged perpetrators too. If you look, read Harry, Harry Farrell's book, there it looks like there were actually two or three more men involved in this. They dragged them out. They dragged the two perps out and um, hung them from trees in St. James Park. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, one of the things I recently heard, too, is um, one of our, our members who does have an investigation team went and did a, um, a ghost hunt in, in the old Splash, uh, well, not old, the Splash nightclub on Post Street, which is right in the alley where Brooke Hart was was kidnapped um they were doing a um an investigation there and they believe that they made contact with one of the guys who was hung in that um lynching which isn't actually too far from st james park so wow <laughs> wow yeah that's uh i've never heard my whole time living here i've never heard of that wow that's uh There's a book written written called Swift Justice. It was written by a former journalist for the San Jose Mercury, well, the San Jose News. His name is Harry Farrell. And he, oh, gosh, the picture he draws of San Jose in 1933 is just amazing. And um, he talks about the aftermath. Um, I know one thing I always felt that with that story it's like I somehow what he wrote it feels like um it was missing 
its first chapter, I got a feeling that maybe something got cut. I'm probably wrong, but that's just my gut feeling because it starts off kind of abruptly. Um, He didn't go into what Brooke's life was like before he was abducted. um, Kind of a dark spot in San Jose history. No, totally. But but I think sometimes, you know, um, we have to address the dark spots, right? And talk about that and kind of learn from that, right? Uh, Madeline, I'm curious, what, I mean, let's talk about, I'm assuming you've done work on Alcatraz. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear some, some, some tales, if you will, of that. <laughs> well, it, it's a very interesting story. So this happened right after kind of my awakening into this world. And, you know, once I found out that I had this ability, I was like, okay, where can I go find some ghosts? And I was like, all excited. <laughs> and I'm like, Alcatraz, Alcatraz has ghosts, you know? And it didn't even bother me that, that they were like murderers and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm going ghost hunting, you know? Right. And, um, and so my friends were like very supportive. So they came with me. And if you'd ever been to Alcatraz, um, what you'll find is that they have, it's a self-guided walking tour. Um, so they kind of hand you a little radio box with headphones and it just you know, moves you through the, the building and the jail and everything like that. And we were fortunate. I didn't realize that this didn't happen in every tour, but we were fortunate enough that one day that they moved us through um, the infirmary. Um, which is on the second floor. And they don't always do that because the infirmary is actually not in good shape. Um, So they only allow certain number of tours to go through that aspect of the facility. And um, so I'm walking through and I'm going in the cells and my friend's like, do you feel anything? Do you feel anything? And I'm like, no, where are all these ghosts that everybody keeps talking about? <laughs> I was getting very angry and very frustrated. <laughs> I wasn't picking up on anything. So finally, we move into the infirmary. And the infirmary has this just very long, big, wide middle hallway. Um, and then you can kind of look into the rooms on both sides to see the cots and they have it all you know, set up so they can, you can kind of envision what it was like back then. But um, in the middle of the hallway uh, attached to one of the side walls um, was actually a, a padded cell. And so it was literally like three by three. I don't even know how anybody fit in this yeah. thing. Okay. Um, and of course there's no windows. It's a padded cell and it has a door with a, just the slit in the middle as you've seen in the movies. Um, and I don't know. And I, and I just kind of got drawn to it. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's interesting. Now, there's only a slit in the door. So there's no light coming into this room, but I got, I bent down to look through the slit, which was stupid because there's no light in this room. Okay. Um, but I, I bent down to look through it. And as I started to stand back up, I actually saw with my eyes open a hand and arm coming out of the slit towards me. So this was like something out of a horror movie. Yeah. So like this hand coming out right at me like this as I'm backing up and I'm like, uh, (laughs) you know, and luckily for me, instead of getting scared, which would be terrifying to anybody who would actually see this, um, because I'm an empath, the I the energy I the energy hit me first so the energy of the ghost was please help me I beg of you please please help me and it was this profound sadness that hit me right in my heart and it was such loneliness and sadness and grief and I just kind of went oh my goodness you know, and so the hand was, please help me. At which point I stepped back and went, absolutely, you know, and I, I 
invoked the divine because that's what I do. And I said, please, please take this, you know, beloved, you know, one and help them cross over to the other side. And they were gone instantly. And so that was, that was my experience at Alcatraz. Um, so um, it was, it was very profound for me yeah. and not at all scary, but it really just kind of helps me understand that they're just really, they really need help, you know, and, um, and a majority of them, all they want is, is to be helped and, and to get out of that trapped space that they're in um, because they, they don't know how to get out of it themselves. Um, so that was, that was my Alcatraz experience. So that that's that is incredibly fascinating and, and terrifying if i'm honest <laughs> um do, do you this is for both of you I, i'm curious what are what is the most common misconception that you guys always hear when when people talk you know learn that you guys are you know in tune with the paranormal Ooh. i know the one you like uh madeline good <laughs> is, uh Ouija boards. Everybody's so frightened of Ouija boards. And it's like, oh well, God. yeah. <laughs> when you've got a bunch of teenagers playing with them at slumber parties, not a good thing. Um, you've got to do protection. They're just a tool. They aren't they really aren't something to be afraid of. Uh like I said, they're they're I suppose you could add to that, Madeline. Yeah. Um, you know, being from the spiritual side of things, um, you know, uh, the concept of everything is based on the power of intention. So if someone tells you that a Ouija board is scary and that if you use it, the demons will come through and you truly buy into that concept, then you will actually invoke it because you bought into it. Okay. If somebody just hands it to you and says this is a light-filled tool and when you talk when you use this tour you're going to talk to your grandma and you're going to talk to your you know passed away and you're going to talk to your dad that passed away or you're going to talk to angels that passed you know angels or whatever then that's what it's going to do so it really has to do with your belief system and so the fact that somehow over the last 10 to 20 years, the Ouija board has become this, oh my God, you know, if you use it, you're going to bring demons into your life. It's like, why would you propagate that belief system? Right. You know, because that's what people will believe. And the moment you truly believe it, it's a done deal, you know? Um, so, yeah. Now, I, I am curious, because um, I really don't know much about the Ouija board. Now, when you guys bring that up, the is are any Ouija board or is any Ouija board that you buy susceptible to that? Like, so if I buy one straight off the shelf at like Walmart, is that going to be? No, it's a tool. Okay. It's a tool like a pendulum's a tool. It's sure. a tool like every other tool. You know, you can use it in whatever way you want to use the tool. So if you want to use it in a light-filled way, then the tool becomes a light-filled tool. If you want to use it in a dark-filled way, then it becomes a dark tool. It's just whatever again based on your intention and your mm -hmm. belief system that's what it becomes okay that's that's interesting i uh, think i should also point out too that Ouija is actually a brand name for parker brothers yep. but they call it the generic term is spirit board and you don't even have to buy one you could make them yeah. i've done that in the uh, past you could just write all the the, the letters of the alphabet the the numbers yes no goodbye hello you could you could write all that down on a large piece of paper or whatever and and find a, a glass a lightweight glass to use as a, a planchette and you're you're good to go actually that might even be even more um that might even produce even more results too if you you hand make them so I actually didn't know that you could like just write one out and make one like that. So that's pretty fascinating. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but what are other misconceptions that you guys are not fond of? Well, I, I, again, it's going back to the whole, they're scary, you know? So again, they're people. And so if you anger them, they're going to be pissed off at you, which will make them scary. You know um, also what people don't realize about ghosts is 
if you um, are able, so there's a lot of people out there that can see them. They just don't talk about it because they're so scared because of what media has done with ghosts that they don't even want to go there. Okay. And so they actually turn their gifts off. But um, ghosts can also appear to people in whatever way they see themselves. So if they see themselves as young and beautiful, they will appear to you as young and beautiful. If they see themselves as old and decaying, then they will appear to you as old and decaying. So you have to be careful to not judge it until you understand it. Hmm. Um, and so they can appear very scary. And it could be that they're just angry because you've you know, come on to their premises and you're use, you're using them to, to, you know, make money or, you know, to do whatever it is you're doing. And again, they're not receiving anything in return. You know, it's, there's no fair exchange going on here. So they're going to appear scary. They're going to appear angry. They're going to appear, you know, and they can go ballistic. Like any of us can go ballistic, sure. you know? Um, and so that's, to me, that's the greatest misconception of, of ghosts is that, you know, they've been demonized for, because, you know, because it, it plays well and it makes a lot of money and, 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 and. Yeah, right. So, uh, I, I am curious, have you guys encountered anything like that? Like, like a, a, what, a, what a quote unquote demon would be? If you guys want to talk about that, I suppose. <laughs> well, I haven't because I actually don't believe in them. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Um, you know, I no. I haven't. I actually in all the haunted hotels and and restaurants and destinations that I visited, um, I wouldn't necessarily invite the evil nearby me. Um, huh. that's not what I'm looking for. I'm actually looking for the uh, the chance experience of you know maybe a full body apparition or something but i don't know i i think they they always tend to ignore me <laughs> i mean if i've seen anything i haven't realized it right. i actually work in a facility so um i've seen little odd things here and there but nothing i could really call that I could be very certain about was actually paranormal activity. Although I stuff happens all the time. I mean, sometimes, especially during the day, um, which is why I think a lot of people like to investigate at night is because it's quieter and something about electromagnetic waves or whatever um, tend to, to um, dampen whatever. But, you know, sometimes you can be experiencing the paranormal, not even realize it. Like right. you could hear voices, a, a cluster of voices, and just think there's a group back there when there isn't. Um, I know in the facility I work at, one of the buildings, they say they hear voices and they know they're the only ones in the building. But how do you know that when in the middle of the day, when when there's a lot of people, there's over there's like 1500 people walking around the facility. So. Wow. It's, yeah, uh, that's, it's, it's, man, that is interesting. Um, as, as we wrap up, uh, I do kind of want to tell you guys a story that I've experienced. If you guys would like to hear that. Um, sure. When, when I was very young, uh, we talked about, you kind of brought up Madeline about, um, about being, I get, what was, you said something about, um, experiencing it and accepting it and and whatnot and for me when i was young about the age of 10 or 9 um we lived in a very small home and i remember uh, we had only two tvs and my parents were fairly young so they were um, hanging out in the living room and i was hanging out in their bedroom playing like you know i think it was like super nintendo and uh, I, I to this day it's the only experience i can really explain very clearly I remember just sitting at the edge of the bed and I remember hearing this, this sound of like pressure, like tapping on the bed. And when I went to look to the right uh, towards the bed, I, clear as day, I remember seeing, I guess what you would say would be a hand. And I saw the hand on the bed move downward 
and I was terrified and I ran to my parents and told them whatever. And they obviously told me I was out of my mind and whatever, whatever. Uh, and after that, I've never experienced something like that again. But I remember as of recently, I was thinking about that moment and I was like, it was so clear to me though. Like, what if it really was something I saw, but maybe, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe my parents were right. But then I, I, I question it every day. So I'm just kind of curious on your guys' thoughts on that. So I'm going to just say, assume you're right. Okay. Okay. I tell all of my students, I tell everybody that comes, you know, with me on my tours, I say, until you're proven wrong, just assume you're right. Because that's your intuition. That's an experience that you had. Um, I would say to you, if you allow yourself to open up again, and it happens again, then um, if you can be very calm and just go, how can I help you? Okay. Um, right. Because they're, whoever that was, was trying to make themselves known to you. And they were trying to do it in a way that wasn't going to scare you, but it didn't work out. Right. right. <laughs> you know, instead of fully having a being sit there, they kind of just put their hand there going, God, I hope this doesn't scare him, you yeah. know, you know, well, I hope, you know, but oh, oh, that, that didn't work, yeah, you know, right. you know, so, oh, damn. And of course, parents, of course, they're going to say that, you know, because they always think their children are making stuff up. <laughs> right. And, um, but children are very intuitive at that age. They see a lot, you yeah. know, and I, I wish, I wish, I wish if I had a wish in this realm, I would you know, I would ask parents to not do that. I would ask parents to go, oh, really? What happened? And let's go back and check it out. And, you know, do you still see it? And let me know if it happens again. And, you know, to be more supportive around it and, and just react to it as a phenomenon and not just immediately dismiss it. Um, right. I actually do, I actually have a class that I do called meet and greet ghosts, mm. um, where I actually bring ghosts into an environment and allow people to communicate with them in a safe space and Interesting. get over this fear of ghosts, um, because it is a lot of fun to interact with them. And, and when you're fearless, it becomes enormously fun. I'm sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so as we begin to wrap it up, uh, Adrian, where can people learn more about the Bay Area Ghost Centers? Ah, well, we've got a few platforms. We're on meetup.com. Um, you will find us at meetup.com backslash bay hyphen area hyphen ghost hyphen hunters. Um, that's where you could officially join the group. Then we also have a, a page on Facebook and we have a group on, um, we have a group on nextdoor.com as well, but that one's a lot trickier to, to, uh, access if you aren't living in San Jose. Right. But there you can get in if if somebody sends you a link and and I, if you want to join i will let you in i i don't have the uh same restrictions that that next door has on on the group so gotcha. anybody can join we actually have people following us on our facebook page from all over the world so that's kind of fun too because i love I love hearing the, the European ghost stories too, yeah. you know, ghosts at the tower of London and Hampton court palace. And yeah. Oh my goodness. The pubs yeah. there. Oh, our, yeah. uh, our, our primary audience surprisingly is in Finland. So hopefully you get some people from Finland. Oh yeah. I, I, when I was in Helsinki, I made a point of going to uh, staying at the hotel Katia Noko, I think Noka. I can't remember the name now very well. It's in Helsinki, and it was actually a converted prison. Wow! <laughs> wow! Being a prison, so that was that was actually a fun hotel to visit. I bet. Um, and then, Madeline, where can everybody find you? Um, so um, I have two meetup groups. Um, the adventures group is called um, Supernatural Dash Spiritual Dash Adventures on Meetup. 
Um, if you want to come to more of the classes, um, my classes is under holistic underscore wellness um, in, in Meetup as well. And I, my company is Saving Grace Healing Services. I'm on Facebook under Saving Grace Healing. I'm on Instagram under Saving Grace Healing. And my website is www.savinggracehealing.com. So. That's awesome. I would love to have you guys both back on again. Um, I would love to have Adrian. I wanted to have you back on and talk more about your experience of traveling. Uh, that would be cool with you one day. Oh. oh, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, we'll definitely have that. And then, of course, uh, Madeline, I want to stay in contact with you as well. And then we'll chat up and maybe do something uh, in person. That'd be great. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, just this last summer, Madeline and I went to... Um, went to St. Louis, the St. Louis, Alton, Illinois area. So, and that was kind of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you both so much. Uh, this episode uh, airs on Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. And uh, yeah, everybody take care and I'll see everybody next week. Okay. Thank Great. you so much. Thank you guys.